So here we go, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social, the show where the Cowie Army share their thoughts on all things town. And hope everyone has had a good week. And uh, it's November. We've got one month left of 2022. What a year it's been. And of course, it's been a great year as a town fan. Um, this week, I'm joined by three fine gentlemen. I'm good with good old Dan, aka Dan Bloke, new Twitter handle. Make sure to go and follow him. Good old Ben Diaf and the sweet Welsh Prince, Harvey Davis. Um, boys, it's a pleasure to have you on. We've got a lot to cover, a lot of ground to cover, so not going to muck about. Dan, let's bring you in first. How are you doing, my friend? Good, mate. Really good. Looking forward to having chatting all things Ipswich tonight. There's loads to talk about. Pouring down my rain in London at the moment and uh, half an eye on uh, Norwich QPR in the corner. So if I start fist pumping, you know you've scored. Yes, indeed, my friend. And you were saying in the chat, it's Andre Dezel versus Liam Gibbs, the um, youth products of um, our academy, and um, yeah, we see how we get, yeah, keep us updated. Of course, this will go out a little bit before <laughs> after that, but it's fine, it's fine. We'll see Dan's reaction, and uh, let's bring Ben Diaf, who is an award winner. Ben Diaf, player of the year award for his cricket team. Congratulations, my friend, and welcome back to the show. Thanks, Ross. What a fantastic intro! You're very kind, that is incredibly embarrassing. Yeah, had a little bit too much to drink on Saturday, we had it all day session down Mill Road in Cambridge with our awards and a curry, but it was all well, all, all good fun. Um, obviously, slightly ruined by stoppage time at um, at Charlton, but um, we're not going to be talking about that this evening. I am very well other than that and didn't have too bad a hangover. I wasn't in too much trouble with the wife on Sunday, which which was good. Just like a pillock walking around Cambridge with two trophies at half past ten at night. But um, no, all very good. Thank you. And uh, looking forward to chatting all things town like Dan said. Indeed, my friend. And the final man joining us is a prince. He's a sweet rouse prince. Harvey, always a pleasure, my friend. Um, new homeowner. How's that been getting on? How are you, my friend? Yeah, thanks, Ross. It's been a it's been a busy few weeks first, as you said, first pod from the from the new gaff. So hopefully many more many more pods to come. Hopefully I'll see many, many promotion in this uh, in this house. So uh yeah, all all moved in, all settled in now. So so we're getting there slowly but surely. Uh, good to be on again. It's been a while, hasn't it? So, uh, yeah, as the boys said, just echo what they're saying, really. Looking forward to chatting all things town. Plenty to, 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 uh, to discuss. There's been lots of lots of dramas, lots of up and downs in the last few weeks, isn't there? So, so yeah, let's get into it. Indeed we shall. Let's get right into that, boys. October, then. It's done. It's dusted. Lots of game we covered. Um, it's time for Roscoe's favourite three-word review. Um, the boys have had to get their thinking caps on decide what they want to be using as three words to sort of describe October because it's been interesting results-wise. 3-2 home win against Pompey, 3-0 home win against Cambridge, 2-1 win at Morecambe, 1-0 home defeat against Lincoln, but then bounce back, winning on Sky against Derby, 1-0, a 3-2 win at Port Vale. And um, yeah, the game that happened at Charlton on the weekend, 4-4 draw, unbelievable scenes. Um, Dan, Three word review, my friend. In three words, October and expand. Um, I'm going to call it a positive roller coaster. Um, I've just come up with it. I don't know if that quite works, but what I mean by positive is when we go up at the end of the season, you look back on October, five wins out of seven in the league, you'd take that all day long. So it is a positive, and, and there's a I'll talk about some of the things I found positive in it. But it undoubtedly has been a roller coaster. I mean, the Charlton game 
at the end of the month um, encapsulates everything on that from the ups and downs. Um, and, you know, little things within the month, there's been a bit of adversity that we've overcome and, you know, we've, we've, we've achieved some really good, I think, milestones. So, you know, all in all, I think October, let's kind of keep it in perspective, put the Cholton result into context. It's been a really, really positive month. Um, you know, and I think just before the boys get stuck in, I mean, you know, it started off with that, that Pompey win, the 3-2 Pompey win. And obviously, I, when I look back on that game, it was a game where I just thought we really took advantage of that. We took advantage that we beat a promotion rival who weren't particularly good, if I'm honest, on the day. But you still have to beat the promotion rivals. That's always been a little bit of a knock on it. Switch. Can we do it against promotion rivals? If you remember, we're just um, drawn at Sheffield Wednesday and lost at Plymouth, the two league games before. So then Pompey came into town and we took advantage. And the, the other good thing about that that day was obviously brilliant winner from, well, fantastic atmosphere when Burns scored in the last minute, but a packed house. It was the first one of that ticket deal. And you know what it's like. You you get these people into the ground and then sometimes it can be a damp squib. So that was, that was fantastic. And then obviously we followed that up with a pretty comfortable win in the end against Cambridge, 3-0. Um, and I'll let the boys talk about things in that. But again, another game in the ticket deal and we followed it up. Um, then we obviously, I think, yeah, then more come away. And that's where I would probably say, you know, we did suffer a bit of adversity there, really. You know, I thought Morecambe probably did a job on us for the first 25 minutes, tactically on top of us. We, we went the goal down. We were in a bit of a pickle. Um, we came back really strong in the second half, you know, and I think that for me was a kind of real proof was, you know, we missed the penalty. We got the second straight after we went on to win that game, you know, more come away. They're never easy. Look at the Derby result last night, you know, they're fighting for their lives, but massive win away. I think then we, we came back and I think pretty much we must have, we must have bust a few football accumulators that day we lost at home to Lincoln because I think the expectation in that Lincoln game was we would win and the confidence is really high. Um, I look back at that and I, I, I genuinely just think credit credit to Lincoln actually on for that one because we weren't too bad. Well, we weren't we weren't awful against them, but they they defended magnificently and. You're going to get, we're going to get those games now and then. I mean, we'd scored every every game in the league. We were scoring and looking like we were going to score, and they they blanked us out. And I think the um, just the last two games, when the derby one for me, probably felt the most significant one. Yet we we're on Sky. We had a good opposition on paper. We had another packed house. It felt like a massive opportunity for the club playing on that Friday before the weekend, everyone would be watching that in our, you know, around us, hoping we slipped up. You're never quite sure how we, you know, put the Paul Warren effect, what he's done to us. Um, and what I loved about the Derby game was the fact that we weren't brilliant in the first half, I didn't think. And then we really stepped it up. McKenna clearly got into them. We were completely different side, handled the pressure and got that goal. And, great scenes at the end and it, it kind of really did feel after I felt off that derby game when we left the ground it was like okay 
really look forward to the weekend now. We, you know, that's a massive win. I know it was only one nil, but that was a massive win. Um, I'll let some of the other lads talk about Cholton if they want. I mean, I was at Cholton. I all I'll say is when you get a end of a game like that, you, it, it's for me it is complete freak result. I mean. How many games I've seen in the in the hundreds, at 300, 400 games, never seen anything like it. Probably won't see anything like that again. There are lessons to be learnt from that game, but let's not, you know, go too, in my opinion, too overboard. But it's based on the last couple of minutes because we played pretty well. We scored some good goals. Cholton, you know... They'll pro- whether they'll be up there, they're not the worst opposition, and we drew the game. It obviously felt like a defeat. So I'm kind of looking at the Charlton result and thinking you've got to put that Charlton result in the context of the month, and we've had 16 points in seven games. So yeah, I mean it's 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 it's, it's a roller coaster. But bring on that, bring on November. As you said, yeah, positive roller coaster, and that's a good, good three words to be fair, because um, yeah, a lot of positivity, and it was a roller coaster. Some games, you know, the Port Vale game, you know, there's lots of goals on that. We had to really get through that, and yeah, the Morecambe game, we had to come from behind and win that one. Didn't even um, talk about Port Vale, so let the lads talk about Port yeah, Vale as well. Of course, thanks, of course. Dan. Cheers, mate. <laughs> so, oh yeah, uh, welcome back, Ben and Harvey. But no, Dan, well said as always, my friend, and uh, Ben. It was a very interesting month. A lot of monkeys taken off the back, winning on Sky, winning against one of the big boys of League One, um, coming from behind, beating Morecambe because we didn't beat him last year. But yeah, expand and your three words. Uh, I've uh, thought positive mental attitude. Um, and I mean that from the, the the team and the supporters has sort of been this more of a development in terms of that connection with the players and the supporters. Um, fantastic little um, snippet in the uh, East Anglian today done by Stu um, about Edmondson and the, how the players want to play for the fans. And that seems even more evident. And there were certainly times, you know, we go about under the Evans ownership and other times when you felt like there was no connection between the fans and the players. So that positive mental attitude, I mean that, yes, the players have got it. And I mean that in terms of the way that we've come behind in games, the way that we've had teams frustrate us. And look, it's not always going to work out. Lincoln, again, set out that game plan. They frustrated us. We couldn't we couldn't get out of their door down. Um, Derby looked like they were going to um, get away with a point, but we did show that positive mental attitude to knock their down, get a goal, should have had that penalty to take retaken. Um, things like that were a bit of a stickler for. Should have been retaken. We'd have won 2-0. Um, but yeah, Morecambe, again, went goal down. 1-2-1. Port Vale, I know they got it back to 2-2, 1-3-2. The Charlton thing, yes, I know we gave away leads there. But as Morsi said after the game, we, we, they're human. They're going to make mistakes. I mean, we're, not, we're still not the finished article. We're showing, as I said, this positive mental attitude. And the fans are reflecting that off the pitch. There's scenes in the away end at Charlton and at Port Vale at the end of the game. Edwards being shoved in front of the crowd against Cambridge. Humphreys likewise at Port Vale. So, real positive mental attitude from the club um, as a whole. The support has got a huge, huge part to play. It's really important now that we try and sell out Portman Road as many times as possible. Had a sneaky look at the Cheltenham game on the 12th. Looks like tickets are going quite well. But we need everybody there every week. It's easy, I know. For me to say that as a season ticket holder, I'm going to be there most weeks. Um, I love going away when I can, but um, I just think the fans can take a lot of credit. But let's let's keep going now. Let's keep singing us to games 
as much as we can. We're going to be frustrated. So, everybody, positive mental attitude, Russ. I like it. I like it, my friend. Harvey, then. You've heard from Dan, you've heard from Ben. A very interesting month. Um, a lot of goals scored, actually. A lot of goals scored. Um, some goals conceded, which is very rare. Um, but, yeah, three words, my friend. Yeah, it's becoming less and less rare, isn't it, now under McKenna? It's uh, it's becoming like a 3 2 4 twos. It feels like some weeks it could be any any scoreline. Um, yeah, my, my three words, I'm kind of contradicting myself, really, because I've got here solid, consistent, a little bit frustrating as well. So I think all three of those emotions at various points over the month of October have, have, have come into um, have come into my head. Solid because I think you look at our points return. You know, we beat Pompey, beat Cambridge, beat Morecambe, beat Port Vale. Um, you know, we lost to Lincoln where we had, what, 33 shots, I think, that day, which, I mean, Dan talks about unique results at, at Charlton. I think that's a pretty unique result, having 33 shots and not scoring a goal, to be fair. Um, so that was a little bit freakish. Credit to Lincoln on the day. They did a job on us. I think we've seen with their results after they've, they've done a job on quite a lot of teams, to be fair. So they're on a bit of a roll now. So um, not not the worst result in the world. Um, and then, you know, you're looking at statement wins here. You know, the, the Portsmouth result really sets us up nicely. That was a massive, massive win, that was. You know, it, it really... If we if we would have drawn that, especially after going two one up and then going to two two so quickly, um, you know, if we'd have drawn that, there would have been a, a, a real deflated fan base. I think because I think some would be would be thinking, oh, we're back to the same old Ipswich, can't be a promotion rivals. But to to win that Portsmouth game to send us on our way, I thought was was brilliant. Um, you know, Cambridge again, a really tough game. I think I predicted 1-0 and I think it was 1-0 after about 78 minutes and then our talent and our options off the bench really helped us win that 3-0. Um, you know, Morecambe, as Dan said, wasn't our best performance. I think McKenna came out after the Morecambe game and said they set up completely differently to how we expected, but we dealt with it. Um, you know, the missed penalty and then Evans, you know, taking responsibility and, and ensuring that that was a really important win. Again, a ground you mentioned, Ross, that we, we didn't win at last season. Um, Derby, where I was convinced we wouldn't win. Um, and we, we deserved to win it in the end. First half was was not a great game. I thought it was two decent teams cancelling each other out. But we, we got over the line with fantastic support. 28,500 in a game that was on Sky. Amazing. Um, and then, obviously, we, we, looked to, we looked to Charlton, which... You know, I'm still so, so frustrated and so I am deflated about it still and, and, I, and I shouldn't be because, you know, when I've, I've just I've got down here the, the teams that we've played and the and the points that we've picked up, it's a really good month actually. You know, it really is. It's, it's a really positive month, but it's just difficult to, to get away from that Charlton 4-4 and I'm sure over time it'll, be, <laughs> it'll become easier, but, um, you know, from a 4-2... From a a 4-2 uh, lead, that, that should never happen. Um, Port Vale, again, I was at that game. I thought the first half hour of that, we were we were pretty shoddy, but we seem to have a real resilience in us this season that we, I don't think we've had over previous campaigns, especially in League One. Um, our sort of resilience to, to, to grind out wins at times almost reminds me of how we did it in a completely different tactical way under McCarthy. Um, you know, we, we really knew how to grind out 
granted it was probably one nils the majority of the time, but we knew how to grind out three points. And we're doing that in a, in a much more pleasing on the eye manner end of McKenna, it, it seems. You know, you go back to, to right at the start of the season, Burton away, where we where is, is the kind of perfect example of that. We seem to have picked up a really good habit. You know, Paul Vale, I was really impressed with. They were launching direct long balls into our box for, for a lot of that game. And yes, we didn't deal with it perfectly all game, but we, we dealt with it and we won, and we won, which we wouldn't have done last season. So there's a lot of positives in there for me. We're in a very, very good position. You know, if you'd have said to any fan at the start of the season, start of November, you'd be second in the league, three points behind Sheffield Wednesday and third, only lo- only having lost two games all year in the league. You know, we had a snapped your hand off, as I'm sure many, many would have. So some really good, um, really good results in there. It's important, as Dan says, not to get too high, not to get too low. Um, I wish I would have reminded myself that last Saturday where I was running around my house losing the plot when I uh, when the, that fourth goal went in. But hey ho, let's move on. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was one of a kind game. Just yeah, crazy freak result as we mentioned. And yeah, trying to sum up at full time was just like you just couldn't. You just don't know what just happened in front of your eyes. So yeah, but yeah, October. What a month, boys. Um, any other notes you want to mention, Dan, Ben, Harvey's Anything else you want to mention from the month of October? Take away if not. Um, just one. I think if we like look back at the month, just and boy, the boys might be able to chip in with their opinion on this. But if you look, you know what the probably the brightest spot of the month is for me, uh, apart from the points haul. I think was um, Cameron Humphreys. Um, just f- for a couple of things, I thought I watched that Port Vale game in a bar in Holland on my laptop. And I thought Port Vale were probably the best team we played in the month of October. From you were at the game, so you, you would know. But I was really worried about that. I was really worried with no Morsey and Evans. And I was looking back at Sheffield Wednesday last season when Backington and El Mazzuni replaced, you know, and I was worried. And it was a joy to see Humphreys not only play really well and score that great goal, but that celebration when all the players, all the senior players ran towards him, sums up Ben's point, I think, about a positive mental attitude. I mean, literally all of them were genuinely chuffed for the lads and um, he looks a really good little player. And I think it's going to be the squad that gets us up and, and you know, really real high point from October. I think I think that could be big for us this season. I have to be honest, that just, just quickly, that, you make a point, really good point about Paul Vale there. I was really, really impressed with him. I thought they were they were very, very good. You know, yes, they were direct. Yes, they threw long balls into a box, but they also played a bit as well. Um, I thought their game plan was was outstanding, and they, I think they'll finish comfortably top ten this year. Uh, personally, once they get going, um, and that was just a, a an absolute joy to be at that game live watching Cameron Humphreys. I thought. He played like a 27, 28-year-old with 200 career appearances under his belt. Um, you know, the goal was outstanding and I, I felt blessed to be there for a first senior goal and what a goal it was. But one of my favourite moments in that game was his tackle on 70, 80 minutes where he ran what felt like the entire length of the pitch to put in a really, really impressive tackle to stop them on a, on a, on a break. And you could tell he was he was... Absolutely done by that by that point. You know, it was his first career, you know, first league ninety minutes 
as um you know as a as a pro and he he was just phenomenal all game he really was and he he didn't look out of place whatsoever and he and he deserved the goal uh, you know Dan says the scenes at the end it, it was it was amazing um, I was watching McKenna while the players were you know while the players were all kind of surrounding Humphreys and McKenna just looked like a proud dad and I think in his interview afterwards he really he really summed that up where he said you know he just forget about his performance he's just chuffed for him um, you know. If it wasn't for Cameron Humphreys, we don't win that game. You look at his his movement for that third goal was just outstanding. Again, maturity way beyond his years. So yeah, that was a that was a real joy to be at. And that sent me going back to going back to Wales with a smile on my face, just just thinking about what what a moment that must have been for him. Yeah, definitely, definitely one of the highlights of, of the month. And I mean it sort of segues nicely actually. And I'll get you in now, Ben, to um talk about the Question of the week, and it is your player of the month for October. Leif Davis has won the official one for the club. There's an opportunity for you guys to sort of talk about some other players. But yeah, Ben, who's your player of the month for October and any other names you want to chuck out as well? Yeah, I'm fantastic. The lads covered what Humphrey's done for the club um, over the month. I was at the Cambridge game for the EFL Trophy game. Obviously had nothing on it. A bit frustrating that evening with Edwards <clears throat> getting um, sent off second book of the offence, which has been covered enough. Ridiculous, but Humphreys, even in that game, was it's the first time I've seen him properly live. Seen him come on, obviously, pits, spits and spurts. It was like that terrible Charlton game last year when he came on left side of midfield. Um, but he, you know, he's coming on leaps and bounds. I mean, even with 10 men, he was kind of helping dominate the midfield. So he gets an honorable mention without a doubt. I, I, I think it's a no brainer. It's Leif Davis is just becoming so important to this team, and and you know, touch wood, touch every little bit of wood and don't break a mirror because, you know, with with um, your mate, your boy Lee um, <clears throat> injured, if he gets injured, we're really going to be struggling for a left-sided um, full-back. So um, he, he stepped up exactly when we needed him, usually he'd be coming off before. I'm sure McKenna would be rotating it quite nicely. Um, so, I mean, he's going up and down. I know the boys on the main podcast on Monday covered it a lot, but he's just up and down nonstop. It's such a great outlet down on that side. It just makes us so much more equal when we attack. I remember the Rotherham game on Sky Sports at the end of last season. They showed sort of 70% of our attacks were going on the right-hand side because of Wes Burns. Um, so it was such an obvious um, part of the pitch that we had to identify and improve on. And have we done that? in abundance over the summer. This guy looks like a real player, looks every bit worth, um, uh, it is a lot of money, isn't it, for a League One side to pay, but we didn't spend overall a lot of money and it, it's gone in the right place, isn't it? It's a place we needed to improve on and he he has shown that, I think that's two months in a row, he's one player of the month and, and, and thoroughly deserved and I think when it's that unanimous, that's good, that's good for Leaf, um, it's thoroughly deserved. I've, I've got, obviously, Freddie, the Dapo, banging in a few goals, which is brilliant. Hopefully puts a few doubts to bed. And I've also got an honourable mention for Carl Edwards because he's really been in, in the shadow of things and has come a bit further to the forefront. Not not quite right there in, in, as in terms of starring in every game. Hopefully that's still to come, but he's got a huge role to play. Like Dan said, all about the squad that gets us up. And I think it's brilliant to see him on some fantastic form this month as well. Definitely. And um, I said in the green room, I'll ask this question to you guys, and you all said Leif Davis, so this conversation is going to be a bit boring. But I'm sure you guys are going to entertain the listeners, the viewers anyway. Um, Harvey, expand on your decision and just some other players you want to mention. Yeah, it's similar to Ben, and, and I'm sure I'm sure Dan, it's, it's, 
a no-brainer really these days. Um, I was lucky enough to be at, at Port Monroe for the opening game of the season. As you, as you all know, I don't get to Port Monroe very often, but um, I was at that opening game. What an atmosphere. And, and obviously he played that game and I remember having a, a debate with uh, with good old Segs in the um, uh, in, you know pre-match where he said that, I think we both said that Lee should have started that game. Um, and he looked he looked really fatigued, uh, Leif Davis, that day. He looked like he wasn't 100% fit. Um, obviously gave away the penalty. And you look at him now, I mean, he's it's just... I've never seen a, a, a left-back who just is so... He looks so supremely fit, just getting up that left, left-hand side. And, um, you know, Port Vale, he, he, was, he was brilliant going forward. But second half, when they were putting pressure on us, um, he was... He was outstanding defending as well. Um, you know, what impressed me most about that Port Vale game actually was the first probably 25, 30 minutes they were they were attacking down our left side and he probably struggled a little bit. And maybe the Leaf Davis at the first two or three games under under McKenna might have crumbled a little bit, but he was, you know, he just kept going and kept going and dealt with things really well. Um and, you know, Greg Lee has, has got a real real physical presence. He's a different kind of left back and he's got a real impressive jump on him. But Leif Davis has got a good leap as well. You know, he's not the tallest, but he wins his fair share of headers. So, yeah, it has to be Leif Davis for me. He's outstanding. Ladapo definitely deserves a mention. Um, I have to be honest, I was at the Sheffield Wednesday away game last, last not last month now, is it? September. Um, and when he came on, I, I, I was a little bit concerned. He looked disinterested to me. Um, He's not fantastic off the bench. I think the majority of people might agree with that. He's not doesn't look like the same player he looks when he starts. But I mean that Charlton finish. That's one of my favourite finishes of the season. To be honest with you, the, the way he controls that spins the def- defender for well, he sent it for a hot dog, didn't he? Really, I had to, had to let the steward let that defender back in after that movement. And the finish was just outstanding. And it's such a shame it wasn't a winning goal. But he's really hit the ground running now, and I know. A good old friend, Brad. I like to hear that. Um, he's he's really he's really coming into his own. I think he's on to six or seven, is he for the season? I think it's seven. Um, so Ladapa definitely deserves a mention. He'd be starting most weeks for me, but we all know that's not how McKenna thinks. So that's not how McKenna works. So um, yeah, Davis um, with a with a shout out for Ladapo and Kyle Edwards as well because you know he's the, he's 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 a real player, Kyle Edwards. Once he finds that even more consistency under McKenna. He's going to be hard to drop. He really is. So um, them three are the, are the the biggest kind of um, names that jump off the page for me. But yeah, Davis thoroughly deserves it. Yeah, he just needs a goal, doesn't he now, Davis? I think he's mm. he's getting closer. He's yeah. getting closer. Yeah, do you know? I I feel like he's going to out of nowhere. He's going to take a free kick and he's going to screw. You know, going to score an absolute screen. Well, our, I think that's what he needs. Our, our callers have been yeah. so much, so much better, so much more productive when he's been on them. You know, he's. For years and years, I remember even going back to I remember when Grant Ward used to take corners and he used to infuriate me. The yeah. kind of like corners with absolutely no pace in them, where a five foot one keeper could come out and collect it. It's, it's that it was that simple. But Davis really gets them in with with power and precision a lot of the time. And and I'm finally when we're getting corners again, I'm getting a little bit excited, which I haven't done for for so many years. So he's bringing so many different qualities to to the team, which are really important, but fingers crossed he stays fit because um, he's, he's turned into 
in my opinion, the signing of the summer. Definitely, yeah. You know, October we actually scored a few set pieces. Not it's not the set piece claps anymore. We actually this is we can score from corners, so that's good. Um, mm. Dan, the boys have covered all the players, and Leif Davis is the, the obvious one. But expand yeah. on that, my friend. Um, yeah, I just think I think now we know the way McKenna likes to play things, particularly up front with the rotation. Um, I Dave, Davis for me as well, um, but for all the reasons said before, but. I'm, 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 and, and I'm really chuffed for Ladapo now. He, you know, Ladapo's reputation was when we got him was he was he was a great striker in between the posts. You know what I mean? Pretty clinical finisher. Um, when you get him kind of in 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 between the posts, and he's beginning to prove that now. And I think it's been tough for him playing in the formation we play as well, Ladapo. Do you know what I mean? But I've I've been really impressed with. Um, John Jules and Jackson as well. I just, I note, you know, John Jules is, I mean, Jackson is just, a, for me, is a real McKenna success story. You know, criticised by a lot of fans, played out of position quite a bit, had some bad games, let's be honest. He sometimes didn't help himself, but then he got frozen out. But I tell you what, he's like, we, we finally have a manager that can work out how to utilise his pace. And his attitude's been spot on, and he brings something completely different to us. Whether whether a starter away from home or uh, off the bench, it obviously can take a practice his penalties a bit more. But um, been well, in, and I think John Jules is being used really well, and I really like John Jules as a player. Um, he has that touch of uh, technical ability that is probably a bit of a level above League One. I think um, you know. Can go in and out of games, might be a bit a bit lightweight, but again, you know, McKenna clearly, clearly knew with John Jules, had clearly identified him as an academy talent and have brought him in and we've kept him fit. I think the thing about John Jules is most loan spells he's been on, he's never been fit, and credit to us, we've kept him fit. And I think I think he's a great addition. Um yeah, you know, and 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 to kind of, you know, balls coming into his own now with no um, Evans and Humphreys coming through and, you know, even at the back, you know, yeah, with the, the, a few things we need to definitely improve on at the back, but Keo's going to have a role to play and has proved he can be effective. So I think the squad's really coming into play. It's quite clever as well that they're kind of all getting minutes. Like, he's giving people minutes. The only people that aren't playing, you know, Aluko, Evans, Ahadmi and... And the lads, uh, the other lads, uh, and Greg Lee, who are injured, you know, but he's, he's, which is why I think the Bratnell came has come at just the right time in a lot of ways now with our squad. Um, but we can talk about that later. But it's really paying off. It's, it's really beginning to. We have, you know, and I mean, Walton. I mean, he would have been up there for my player of the mother. You know, he made his terrible mistake at Cholton, and I'm not going to knock him for that because he's. He's been fancy, you know. He's been brilliant for us, Walton, as well, and he really stands out when he makes a mistake. So, um, but yeah, looking good, looking good. We are indeed, and um, we're gonna bring on another little feature as well. Of course, goal of because there's been some good goals, a lot of goals. Um, so I'll stick with you, Dan, quickly. Um, there's the obvious one there that could be chosen, but there is some other contenders as well because there's been some good goals from town this month. Yeah, it's been some really, really good goals. Um, I think the one I enjoyed, I think the one I enjoyed the most was 
the opening goal at Port Vale. And what I loved about that goal was two things. Was kind of on the transition and ball ball looks up and plays a really positive forward pass into Edwards. And then he knocks it on to Davis, who's bombing down the left. That assist from Davis, I want to marry and have two. Because, I mean, you just, without, literally without checking his stride, but he just, that left foot is a wand. He's just, just, first time, inch perfect, 20-yard assist on a plate for Ladipo. Very simple finish. We made that goal look so simple. We really did. And I just I, I just love that goal. I really love that goal. But I don't know what the other lads think because there are quite a few good ones. Yeah, that's actually a good point. We don't do the goal a month. It's just the goal that you enjoyed the most seeing mm. and you've watched it back a few times because that was, yeah, that was a good goal um, against Port Vale, the opening one. So, Ben, instead of just like the goal a month, but just goal that you just enjoyed the most seeing and watching again. Dan's right. Port Bell opening goals, what I'd written down here, best goal of the month. But the one I enjoyed the most, very good question and incredibly scruffy, but Burns v Portsmouth. What an up and down second half, but great. Dan touched on it earlier, the first game of the uh, pack out PR, hashtag pack out PR, pack out Portman Road. Um, and we thought we'd blown it, haven't we, that day? The Dapo got a wonderful finish for that second goal, and then they get another bloody goal from Bishop. Um, and then, yeah, the ball, the way it just looped up in the air. And I was just looking around, even from the upper north, I was thinking that for some reason it's going to be disallowed. <laughs> Thank God we don't have VAR. I mean, it didn't matter anyway. It didn't, had no reason to be disallowed. But I thought it, it felt like there was a delay. There was a slight delay where everyone thought, is that is that in? Is that a goal? And then everyone went nuts, which is brilliant. And then everyone was singing at the end because it was quite close to the end. Um, so, yeah, for me, that was Really, really good fun. And that's the start of what I was saying with my point earlier about positive mental attitude. Again, I just felt like there's another step in the right direction for this club and that feeling that everyone's got at the moment. I like it, boys. I like it. All right, then, Harvey, over to you then. What has been the most... You've been, you know, you were up there at Port Vale seeing those goals go in, Humphrey's goal. Um, it's been some great ones. I, I want to put... I don't know I don't know if anybody's going to mention it, but Burns' goal against Derby, because once again, you know, for him to have that composure in front of a massive crowd, live on Sky and finishing it. And of course, that was the winner in the end, thankfully. Um, but yeah, that's my my pick um, just for the goal itself and everything. But Harvey, take away. Yeah, just just on that on that Burns goal, I've been kind of one of the first to give Harness absolute pelters, really. This month, I say absolute pelters, a bit of an exaggeration. He's had a poor month, to be fair. Um, but he deserves a lot of credit for that Burns goal because if you look at Harness, just as Burns is about to shoot, you can see him doing this, telling him to, to calm down as if to say, you know, you've got you've got all the time in the world, take your time with it, and and Burns did, so Harness is a bit of credit for that, I think. Um, for me, I, I feel like I have to give it to Cameron Humphreys, because the first senior goal, brilliant finish, absolute peach of a left foot into the bottom corner, um, but I really, really like that, the dapple goal against Charlton, I really do. I mean, the movement, the strength, the power, um, you know, as, as we've said, he's not really known to, to score those kind of goals. He certainly didn't at Rotherham. Um, and I think Ladapo just edges it for me, even though I wasn't there, I was listening to it and watching the, the highlights back as I eventually eventually was able to after some um, 
after some days of recovery. Uh, it's quite similar to a, a Didier Drogba goal against Liverpool yeah. at Stamford Bridge, like really similar. And that, I know it's odd comparing top Premier League players to, to League One players, but it was on that turn and finish. You're right, Harvey. It was a super. Hundred percent. Yeah. I just, I just, and what I love about it as well, it's in front of a packed away end. Yes, it's not the result we wanted, but just seeing everyone go absolutely nuts was just was just brilliant. Um, so I think I think I'd just just give it to Ladapo because I've watched that finish about ten times over. It's just rifles the back of the net. Um, so yeah, Ladapo, Ladapo for me. And being in that away end was the hardest I've celebrated an Ipswich goal for a long time. Um, yeah, it really was. You know, chills on your even thinking about it now, forget about what happened. It was absolutely insane celebrations. Yeah, very jealous. Yeah, it's just a shame that wasn't the winning goal because that would be just, yeah. But yeah, of course, Morsley then scored to make it four and we're like, yeah, happy days, 4-2. But then, yeah, we know the rest of the days, gentlemen. One of a kind game. Um, hopefully we won't look back at that and go, oh, what could have been? But there we go. All right then, October's done. November, here we come. A lot of cup action. Of course, Bracknell Town in the FA Cup. But of course, before we get into that, it's time to have a little break. For the strike, the regular feature on the social. Dan, Ben, Harvey go head-to-head. Who will be crowned champion this week? We have four questions plus a tiebreaker. Let's get right into it then, boys. Let me get my questions up. Hopefully, as always, I haven't put the answer in the questions. I haven't. So that's good, me. That is a nice pat on the back for myself. Thank you very much. Um, right then. Let's get this right into this then, everybody. Um, question one is on a legend of the football club. And, of course, um, very sad news, of course, recently about Marcus Stewart. Um, he also celebrates his birthday on the day of the Bracknell game. Um, but first question on Marcus Stewart. Now, squad number time. Harno cool. Harvey will take advantage here. Um but he's the same age as me, so we didn't really see Marcus play that much. But what shirt number did Marcus Stewart wear first at Town? Was it 24, 27, 29? So the first one. Of course, he's famous for wearing the number 11. Um, but yeah, 24, 27, 29. Of course, of course, his goal, you know, his debut goal, of course, the goal at Wembley, two goals at, at Bolton. He would have wore that shirt in. But uh what number is it? 24, 27, 29. Um, Ben's grinning. So we'll start with you, Ben. What is it? You're muted, but um, it is 27 he's gone for. <laughs> 27, yeah. Sorry, 27. It's, it's, fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. Dan's gone 24. Dan, I'm disappointed in you. I'm, I am so disappointed in you. Um, Harvey? Yeah, I've also gone 27. Yeah, good. Dad, I was there. I was there. <laughs> How could you forget that, Dan? How could you not know that? I never look at shirt numbers. But you know everything. You're like Encyclopedia of Ipswich, man. You, you wrote not, not books. shirt numbers. Shirt numbers. I never bother. I, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's my blind spot. I just wouldn't know. Do you know what? I didn't even didn't even know. Yeah. Anyway, hang on. I'll shut my dog up. <laughs> <laughs> his dog, his dog, his dog's with you now. He's just, his dog. Um, to be fair, you know when I said squad numbers, Dan straight away gone. I don't know. Um, but yeah, twenty-seven, of course, eleven. So it's one one zero. Yeah. Eleven in the prem, of course. Um, well, Dan is just currently getting rid of his dog. Um, while we do that, we'll just get the second question up. 
and um, you guys can have a little bit more of a think. Um, it is Janoy's birthday um, this month. Now, he's from which Caribbean island? Is it Barbados, Dominican Republic, or St. Lucia? So, yeah, he was born here. Of course, they moved to England. Isn't it very interesting? He started at Luton, then he went to Spurs, then he went to Aston Villa. That's going to be another question on where did he start his first youth career, but I thought, nah, let's bring where he's from. So, um, what do you reckon then, boys? Harvey, straight away, I feel like, yeah, he knew it straight away. He knows his boy, JD. So, Harvey, over to you first then, my friend. Uh, I've gone for St. Lucia. Yep. I went Dominican Republic. Oh, it is St. Lucia. So, Harvey has taken the lead here, 2-1-1. But Dan, of course, gets the point as well. So, you're back in the game, my friend. And I'm sorry to say, Dan, it's shirt numbers time. <laughs> oh. Um like roll it's like a raffle <laughs> see if i'll get it right yeah, pretty much and um i thought this is a he's actually he's he just celebrated his 50th birthday uh recently but also it's a nice connection to need a market um of course they're in the first round of the fa cup for the first time and kevin horlock is their manager and i thought we've got to use it as a question so what shirt number did kevin horlock wear at town was it 11 14 or 18 of course i didn't say in the intro ladies and gentlemen play at home always play at home wherever you are if you're you know driving to work you're driving wherever, you're walking some, walking your dog. Or if you're just chilling on the sofa with a beer, um, let know. Let us know how you get on. Um, I actually just want to, before we actually get this going, I just want to double check the answer quickly, guys. Let me just quickly get it up. Um, yes, I've got it right. Okay, there we go. Okay, then. Harvey, Ben, Dan, show us the answer. Is Harvey going to make it free? 11. 11 <laughs> 14. 11. 11. Yeah, Dan, it is 11, my friend. I'm sorry to say. Um, and it sort of it segues nicely onto the Marcus Stewart one because that was, of course, Marcus Stewart's first Premier League number. And then, yeah. Oh, you know, so clever, Ross, so I know. I, I was going to make that the second question, but I thought I'd just you know, mix it up because just in case you know, it worked nicely with Dan. So, sorry, Dan, it is going to be shirt numbers time. Um, <laughs> but that's fine. So, Harvey, three, two, one. Um, question four here is on Bracknell. Um, now, Bracknell is based in which county? Oh. Berkshire or Hampshire? And Dan, you should get this right. Um, but yeah, Berkshire or Hampshire? Am I allowed to guess this or am I still in it? You're technically still, you can still get a consolation point, but um, it's between Harvey and Ben right. now. Um, Let them go first. Okay then, Harvey, you're winning. So we'll go with you first. Um, I've gone for Hampshire. I don't know whether that's right or not. I think it's Berkshire, so that's fun, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is Berkshire or Berkshire. Berkshire. Yeah, so oh. it, it's going to go to a tiebreaker. Ooh. 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 Here we go. Come on, lads. Um, let's see then. Now, tiebreaker is on a man who's making, who's having his birthday this month, and he probably will play at Bracknell. Because he doesn't play many games. And it is good old Vaz. Vaglag Alanki. Easy for me to say. Um, now, how many clean sheets has he kept for town in 18 games? He's only played 18 games. Oh, of course, he won the Golden Glove when he was at Salford. And then we signed him. And then he didn't have a great start to his town career. And, of course, we signed Walton and the rest is history. But um, you'd think he would start against Bracknell. Because he does play cup games. Um, so... 18. Uh, Dan, you can still 
You can still plan at home, play at home as well. well, you can, well if you I get a bang it. on, if you get a bang on, my friend, do you know what? You have I won the whole thing? Yeah, nice. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, okay. but, but if you don't get a bang on, whoever's closest between Harvey and Ben, they win it. It's a tough one, that. Because yeah. 18 games, of course, there's, there's been a few, of course, Pat John's Trophy games, of course, this year. Um, he played a few league games, of course. Oh, Pat um, John's. Yeah, all, all competitions. 18 games in all competitions. Right, so I was thinking... Played in the then. FA Cup games, of course. Um, so, yeah. Um, right, well, we'll start We'll start with Harvey and Ben first, see what they say, and then we'll go to you, Dan, to see if you get it bang on to steal the strike this week. So, Harvey, Ben, what do you reckon then? 18 games, how many clean sheets? Um, I've gone for George Edmondson, number four. Probably not... Probably, you can't see that, can you? But it says four. There you go. Oh, I can see it now, yeah. That looks good. He's a he's arty. If you're watching on video, Ben's been very arty with his form. Nice he's very bold. Very font. Nice font. Thanks. And he's he's put some other bits on it as well. He's put like, yeah. What, what else have you written on it? Oh, I just looked behind me just to see what they look like. I'd even write British Red Cross and EFL because I was bored while you were rattling on. Uh, all right, mate. All right. I was just giving some extra context to the question. No, no I, I enjoyed it. I'm being mean, uh, Ross. You know, you're I know. Super I know, I know. Support. It's all right. It's like being... <laughs> Superb. Just, Sorry. Just, yeah. yeah, four. Four. Harvey, what are you going for? Uh, I, I gave I gave Arman Vaz a bit more credit, rightly or wrongly, probably wrongly. Um, I went for seven. Okay. Okay, then Dan. Um, I remember that Wickham game where he somehow kept a clean sheet, but I'm going to go three. Okay, so sorry, Dan, you haven't got a bang on, but the correct answer is six. So Harvey oh. has won. Oh, I, I had six written down and I scribbled it out to write seven. Always stick to your first I know. answer. I know, Never shocking. Because some people have regretted it. And luckily you haven't got to regret it this time around because you've won, my friend. Good effort from Ben. Good effort from Dan. But Harvey, you're the winner. Speech, my friend. Yeah, it's it's an honour. It's an honour, you know, to uh, to win such a prestigious competition. Some would say more prestigious than the Champions League. So, you know, what, what can I say? What can I say? It's a, it's an honour. You're going to win an Oscar for that brilliant speech. That is Thank you very much. That's my, uh, that's my GCSE drama skills coming back, <laughs> coming back into play there. I love it. I love it. And I uh, hope everybody at home listening, watching, enjoy the strike once again. We'll be back, as always, next week. Um, all right then, boys. To end the podcast, Town are playing Bracknell Town of non-league in the FA Cup first round. We, we've had some really dull, boring FA Cup ties in the last few years. And for once, we got a very entertaining and exciting tie. Bracknell Town, um, who play in front of 300 people. And, you know, no disrespect to them. They are non-league. But it's going to be very... I, I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. And um, it's an opportunity now to bring your hot takes to the party. We brought this feature last week. But Dan... Some hot takes for this game to the sublime, to the ridiculous. What's going to happen in the game? Anything going to happen randomly outside in the game? Just take it away. It's right. What's going to happen is the sublime. My sublime moment is that um, the world will see the the secret will be out, and Cameron Humphreys will be out there on national TV, and it will be like. Oh, here he is. This is the lad. So the sub, he'll put in a sublime performance and we'll sub him off 
with 20 minutes to go or something because he's just to keep to keep the kind of keep him as quiet as possible. So I think it's all set up for a Cameron Humphreys masterclass uh, from a ridiculous scene. Uh, I tell you what, it's, um, it's fireworks night, isn't it? Well, it's the day after fireworks night. You know, sometimes you get those Monday night fireworks displays. So I reckon there's going to be a massive firework display going on outside the grounds because um, it's in a the grounds in like a massive like open area, and the ref will take them off. Ref will take the players off because the, the firework display is too mad. You can't hear the whistle, so it'd be like Cholton. This time he'll take them off. And then Cladkey will catch an errant rocket one-handed, right, without even looking, and he'll lob it to Vincent Young, and he'll boot it out the grounds and set fire to an empty porter cabin, which we'll then have to pay for with the winnings when we've won 4-0. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Well, I like Good. it. Good. <laughs> that, make, that, that makes mine look extremely boring, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I felt like I was suddenly in a comic strip. You're inside my head, which is not right sometimes. I'm going to listen to you boys while I let my dog in. Carry on. Carry on, yeah. I am, Ben. Uh, it's a sublime to ridiculous. And also, we're going to also, I want to get your teams, uh, who you're going to, because of course the FA Cup's opportunity to do rotation, but McKenna doesn't do that that often. But we'll get into that shortly, because I know, Harvey, you're a big fan of just getting your lineup out there. I think you're ready to post your lineup even before we even. Finished the Charlton game, you already had it out there. But um, Ben, hot takes, my friend. Yeah, about Harvey when he moved into his new house, he's got first thing that went up was like the tactics board with the blue and yeah. the white mask. Yeah, yeah. In, the, ki- around, in like, the kitchen. Yeah, I've got I've got four, four different tactic boards with four different formations, and oh, that's our discussion over tea. What do we prefer? Three at the back, four at the back. Standard standard dinner time conversation in North Wales. That is. Huge shout out to my missus because I've often talked to her about town and the teams and stuff. And it's like, oh, we got this young lad, Humphreys plays so well. And she's like, oh, yeah, like sort of entertains me like a five year old. Like, oh, lovely. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, FA Cup, Monday night, Ross. Yeah, thank you. I mean, in terms of what we'll be hearing, we'll get all that dross from because it'll be ITV4. So they're not going to have the best pundits or commentators. I mean, no one, I don't think anybody's punditry on covering it, which on telly is particularly good. The research teams aren't, aren't very good, but you'll get all those things about, oh, Ipswich won the FA Cup in 1978. Yeah, no, no, we know, lads. Um, and then we'll get all the amazing story about Bracknell and we're on the brink of collapse of the club and then the chairman will be everywhere because, I mean, I mean, I think I've seen him more than my wife over the last couple of weeks. He's been absolutely <laughs> everywhere, that bloke. I mean, fair play to him and and you've got to make the most about these opportunities. That's not, it's not really a diss. It's just more a case he has been everywhere. Um, but it'll be a whole media loving him on, Black, on, um, on Bracknell. Um, but I think Ipswich will probably spoil the party. Hope for an early goal, but I think we will see a worldie. I've written here, I really sense there's going to be like a 30, 25 yard screamer and also a Bracknell own goal. I think, I think with our pressure, there'll be an own goal as well. So, um, and then hopefully some ridiculous person in the crowd wearing fancy dress. I wrote that as well. I don't know what it'll be. There may be a few sort of foil FA Cups, but I hope there's somebody in a really silly fancy out. Um, Fancy uh, dress outfit that we get to see on the telly. That's what I also think we'll see. Oh, that's a good shout without the own goal. Because I always feel like when non-league teams play a league team, there's always just, I don't know, because there's so many balls going in the box, just the defender hits his face or something or, you know, just into his own We goal. can only hope. We can only hope indeed. Okay, and Harvey, 
before I go to Dan, Ben, everything about team and more predictions, what is your hot takes from the game? Uh, my hot take is that Ipswich will uh, go one nil down in the opening ten minutes, and then whoa, whoa. win, and then win by five goals to one with Freddie Ladapo scoring a hat trick. Oh yes! Spoiler alert for my team there, by the way. Um, I hope yes. we don't go. I hope we don't go one nil down. It just How strikes me as one of those happen? games. How one of those going to happen. Are just going to be. Uh, it's it's probably a recurring theme, some sort of horrendous long ball which they just launch into our box. Bit of a mixer, tight pitch, unbelievable scenes. Bracknell are winning. Could it happen? No, it doesn't happen because it just end up winning five one. End of story. <laughs> Fair play. You know, it, it. You know, we've seen it before. Some non-league clubs have somehow surprised teams out of nowhere and scored an early goal. Um, and that just hadn't had enough to go on to win. But, yes. you know, the magical EFA Cup and stuff, but as we're Richard's Town supporters, we don't want that to happen. Any other time, you know, Colville, I think they're playing Charlton, you know, do that against Charlton, but not against us. We've had the embarrassment of already losing against non-league clubs and Barrow last year. Just please don't do it this year, boys. Um, Dan, to sort of expand the chat on Bracknell Town, there's going to be a lot of content coming out for the game. But how are you feeling going into this one because it's oh. the FA Cup we've not won the you know, FA Cup games very well in the last few years but this has got to be a bit different and uh, you know the team as well yeah um, well we're in a hiding for nothing aren't we like if we win 3-0 it's expected maybe 4-0 so it's not in, in you know I've been to Bracknell Town and I knew the little little story I knew the manager who was sacked, he was manager of Bracknell for the last two years and he got sacked in the 10th of September, Bobby Wilkinson. <laughs> and he's, you can imagine how gutted he is that not long after he sat, they've gone and joined Ipswich in the FA Cup when he got them winning through the first rounds. Anyway, that aside, um, I think, I think, I think, I think we'll win three, three, four nil. It's going to be it's apparently pouring rain every day now down there. So it's going to be a very wet pitch, a tight pitch. That could work two ways, I think, to be honest. That will work in our favour. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I was well chuffed when the draw was made and um, what it means to that club. Yeah, the chairman. That Can I just say that nonsense story that came out about... I don't get how they've charged 25 quid for kids and adults because they're paying for Ipswich to stay in a hotel, apparently. It's like, mate, it's Bracknell. It's like it's Reading. It's like we're Ipswich. We'll just, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't understand that at all. So I think he was getting an early dart in at us. But um, I think we'll win three 0 I think with the squad we've got now, um, we kind of can put out a really, really strong team. Um, whatever it is, and if just it's the McKenna factor. He's going to have us completely prepared. He's going to have us well at it. Um, and whatever team we put out, you know, we'll we'll win. And it'd be interesting because the obviously the uh, second round draw will be taking place before the game. Of course. Um, so you never know; that could be quite interesting. Good luck to Needham Market. You know, Ipswich or uh, Bratton will play Needham Market. Would be quite a nice one. You never know what the context of the game, but we'll see. But yeah, come on, lads, we can't let ourselves down on this. This would be the worst of the worst. I mean. This really is the lowest team 
in terms of league position, I think we've ever played. So let's just do the job. Yeah, get the job done. Um, Ben, I'm just going to skip over to um, from you to Harvey quickly because Harvey's the man who likes to do the team. So Harvey, bring out your eleven, my friend, and uh, we'll go back to Ben in a second. So take it away. Yeah, I've had some different opinions on this, and I can see why. To be fair, um, I just think uh, I just think McKenna might might want to go strong after I say strong, you know, strongish after um, after what happened at Charlton or. He might not think about that at all, which, to be fair, he strikes me as a person that might be the latter. Completely different game, completely different opposition, uh, you know, completely different circumstances. But um, I'd have Haladki in goal. Uh, I'd have Vincent Young at right back. Not 100% sure whether he's fit or not. I'm sure we'll find out later in the week when McKenna does his presser. Um, Leif Davis needs a rest. You know, we said before we want him as fit as possible. I wouldn't even have him on the bench, to be honest with you, for this one. Um, so... There's a different, you've got um, Armin Avenir who can play at left-back. Um, I'd be looking at, at putting Cam Humphreys there. I know it's not his favourite position, but um, I want Sam Morty playing in this, and that might sound a bit ridiculous, and I, and I get why, because you don't, wanna, you don't want your captain being injured in a, in a essentially what is, is a nothing game, but I just feel like they're going to be a real physical team. They're going to get in our faces and even if Morsi plays for 55, 60 minutes, I think he'll he'll help us a lot, you know, as soon as it's 3-0, 4-0. As Dan says, take him off. Um, I'd play Kamara in midfield with, with Morsi um, behind a back two of um, Keogh and uh, Edmondson. I'm not 100% sure whether Burgess is. I know he came on at Port Vale, but he uh, as a masked man. I'm not sure whether he's 100% fit yet. Um, right wing, uh, Chirewa probably, but I'm not totally against Burns playing, I have to be honest. Um, Caden Jackson on the left. I'd play Marcus Harness in, in the kind of centre attacking midfield role. And I'd play Freddie Ladapo again, similar. I wouldn't be certain we'd be playing them all, all game. Ladapo, 55, 60 minutes. But the last thing we want is chucking all of the youngsters out and it being nil-nil with 70 minutes gone or something like that. It gives us a little bit of a mountain to climb, puts a bit of pressure on us. So my logic for the team is get 3-0 up at half-time, that'd be nice. Or, you know, 55, 60 minutes, 3-4-0. As soon as that's the case, the result is, is completely out of sight. Get them all off and bring some youngsters off the bench to, to give them some experience against you know, what what will be a, a really good crowd and live on telly and that kind of thing. So uh, yeah, that, that's my that's my logic. But again, as I said, I can see I can see um the the side of it of you don't want to risk your best players for Bratnell Town. Yeah, very true, very true. And as Dan says, I mean it could be a wet pitch. I hope it doesn't rain on the evening because on the night of the game, because that would just make it it will still be a great occasion, but it's just it always rain just ruins your day if it just is pissing it down. You know, and there's no cover or anything like that. But um, I'm sure everyone will enjoy the game. Well, Ben, everything's been said so far. How are you feeling going into this one? We're excited when the draw happens. Um, big game on Monday night on TV. Non-league versus former FA Cup winners, just to put it out there again. Uh, but yeah, how are you feeling? Yeah, uh, about the team. Uh, obviously, flagging goal, definitely. Um, be good to um, well for him to get some minutes and you know keep him involved. So team spirit again seems great. So I think there's an issue with him being unhappy, but definitely deserves a chance. You know, 
when he first signed, there was a few issues there. But when he has come in and deputised for Walton, he's been superb. So he's, I think he's probably also benefiting from that relationship and the coaching staff we've got now, etc. and become a better goalkeeper. I, I'd actually have a slightly different back four. I, I want to see Humphreys in midfield. So I would have Vincent Young at left back and I'd have the young Abaji at right back who played really well in the Cambridge game I saw. And I think he'll be fine for this level. Um, and I'd have Keogh. And if, if Burgess is ready, I'll play Burgess. If he's not, then it's Edmonton or Wolfington, whoever needs the minutes in terms of who, who, who we can not risk, but who who is freshest, if you like. And if that has to swap because Burgess isn't quite ready, then fine. Midfield, I'd keep with Ball because I think that he needs the minutes more in terms of building from, from missing sort of the beginning of the season. I think, you know, Saturday to Monday is a long rest. Um, and I think he it, we can he can get those 60 minutes. Um, I, I, I don't disagree with Harvey's point about Morsi playing, um, but I, I would play Ball and Humphreys. They had that partnership at Port Vale. Um, and then and then moving from there into the forward positions, I think definitely um, John Jules, definitely Jackson, and I'd probably play Chaplin and Harness in terms of, and they can mix around whoever they like, whoever goes through the middle. John Jules quite often goes through the middle, I think, when he plays in terms of holding the ball up. I don't think Ladapo with the minutes he's played, are we really going to be nailing it up top for him to try and hold up and get bodies around? I think the way we get we beat them is keeping the ball on the floor and pinging it around behind the full-backs, those five, ten-yard passes. So that's the way I see it. I'm really looking forward to it, actually. I love it when we're on telly. If I can't get there, I couldn't get a ticket for for Berkshire on a Monday night. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it, mate. Fingers crossed we get a comfortable win, as Dan has predicted. And as Harvey said, Ladapo Hattrick would be fine if he plays. Brilliant. Definitely, my friend. Definitely. Well, boys. It's been a pleasure. Um, just over the hour mark now. It's been a great pod, lots of content. But as always, any other business. Dan, anything else you want to mention, my friend? Macaulay Bond's just coming on for QPR with eight minutes to go at Norwich. People by know the, this, Dan. By, by the People time you this, hear Dan. this, by the time you hear this, you will not have been able to make a bet. But I'm going for Macaulay Mon with a injury time winner at Carrow Road. And thanks. Ooh. That was a brilliant pod, by the way. Can't wait yeah. for November. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, if you are listening to this on the Monday and you know this has happened, because um, but yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's timeless. These, also, these I love that from Dan. Who looks forward to November? That's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's dark. Yeah. It's miserable. Clocks have gone back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, perfect weather. Yeah. It's the first time today. Where I really put on a big coat, and I was like, oh, really? This, this. I've got. It's my my coat's called Peter Storm. Um, that's just what the branding is, and uh, it's not Ross. It's we all, it's we all know it's not Daddy Yeah, no, it, 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 you, you can try, you can try and fool us all you want, mate, but it's not working. I yeah, he was, was a porn star. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, Peter Storm. <laughs> uh, don't know how to segue into this one, really. Ben, yeah, any Ross, other business? Ross stole his jacket, Dan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but Ben, any other business, my friend? No, mate, that little bit was brilliant. Well uh, well done, everyone. And I hope people enjoyed listening. As Dan said, I know what he means. Roll on November. Good to have a little break from the league. And then um, we've got, obviously, the, the Shelton game. Let's go. Indeed. Let's go. Harvey, over to you. Yeah, just to echo what the boys have said. Really enjoyed that. Enjoyed being back on, uh, discussing all things town. Big November coming up. Start with the thumping result of Bracknell. That'll be very nice. Um Fingers crossed for a Macaulay Bond goal as well. That'll be nice. He needs to play games, doesn't he? I do feel sorry for him not playing games, but hey-ho. Um, yeah, come on, you blues.
Oh, yes, indeed. Up the town, come on, your blues and all that jazz. And um, thanks for joining me, Dan, Ben, Harvey. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Of course, support our sponsors at Manscaped. Use the code KOA. You get 20% off and free delivery. And, of course, we've got new sponsors, Ginger Pickle. Um, big shout-out to them. Thank you very much for sponsoring us. Of course, Tony Southgate. I know you're listening, my friend. Hope you're doing okay. Um, and, yeah, we're back with much more content. Of course, look out for the Bracknell Town content. We're going to bring out loads of different great content. We'll be back next week for the Fan Social to cover all that and everything else. I've been Ross. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye for now. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.